All right. And good afternoon, good evening to everybody out there. Uh, I'm Tom, W5KUB, and this show is all about ham radio. I noticed there's uh, a couple people in the chat room who are a little confused tonight uh, with our pre-show. I think this may be the first time they're here. They don't know what's going on. You know, we're hearing music in the background and all kinds of junk going on. So uh, we just have a little fun pre-show. The show starts at uh, 8 p.m. Uh, Central, 9 p.m. Eastern. So welcome if this is your first time. Uh, we're glad to have you. Uh, and for all of you out there that are uh, tuned in tonight, we would love for you to hit the subscribe button. We really need you to hit the subscribe button on the channel because that helps us uh, rate our, our, our show and it helps uh, YouTube to advertise it to others out there. So please do that. We didn't have a 40 meter net tonight. Uh, the band has been so bad the last few weeks. I just didn't feel like doing it tonight. So uh, we just didn't do it. And I'm still looking for a volunteer. If anybody out there would like to call a net, I would love to have you uh, as a member of our team and maybe call a net on Tuesday night. And that would also free me up to do some of the things pre-show here. Uh, good show tonight. We're going to talk about the Huntsville. Huntsville, one of the Friendliest ham fest in the world's coming up here uh, in just a couple weeks. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Uh, we got some shack pictures. Some of you guys sent in shack pictures tonight. Katie is going to uh, go through those, I think. We've got some reviews on some uh, neat little uh, voltage or little uh, uh, multimeters that are in a pen. We got that. Uh, let's see what else we got going. Just, just a lot of things, no telling what else we might uh, pick up on. Also, uh, next week is going to be a special show next uh, Tuesday. Uh, we're going to do the presentation for the Young Ham of the Year, uh, the first part of the show. Uh, for you guys that follow us to Huntsville, uh, you always see us do the Young Ham of the Year live in Huntsville, and that's where it's normally presented. But because of the uh, pandemic, uh, most of the people that do uh, the Young Ham of the Year have decided not to travel down here this year. So we're going to do a live Young Ham of the Year uh, presentation on this show next uh, Monday, uh, Tuesday night. And the uh, winner of that is uh, Faith Hannah Lee, uh, KD3Z. And we're going to have a lot of great guests on. Bob Heil from Heil Sound, Don Wilbanks, Rich Mollison, Yezu, Radio Waves. Everybody's going to be with us. So... It should be a good uh, Tuesday uh, night next week to uh, tune in. Let's uh, let's jump around the room here and see what we got going here. It looks like to me the first person up is going to be Mark. So let's just say hello, Mark. How you doing? I'm doing great. Hello, Tom and uh, everybody. It's uh, it's an exciting time. We're just a few weeks away from the Huntsville Ham Fest, and uh, we're uh, we're very excited down here. And I know you're coming over with uh, with Kathy, and uh, uh, Glenn will be there. I'm, I'm still working, Katie and Dwayne. I, I hope you guys can make it. And Alan, uh, it's going to be a great show this year. Uh, I'll have more later. Uh, back to you, Tom. All right. Thanks uh, so much there. Oh, how about Katie and Dwayne? Come on in here, guys. Are, are you awake tonight? No, not awake at all. No. Not, well. <laughs> we're here. No, we're yeah. just kidding. Good all to right. see you, Tom. And Hi, everyone yeah. from Wyoming, where it's still very smoky, and we are all still feeling the effects of all the wildfires out west. Um, and and sorry, Mark, we're not going to make it to Huntsville. Yeah, we just we, couldn't figure it out. But Yeah, we couldn't get the logistics to fall right for our uh, for travel and all those things. But, you I know, understand. I will be over it, in it's Huntland. It's a long way. <laughs> I will be over in Huntland this fall, I think. 
You can go visit. <laughs> so next time I'm down there, we you know we have to stay over there in your neck of the woods, but because Huntland doesn't have any place to stay at. But next time I'm down there, we'll give you a shout before we get there. <laughs> Absolutely. Please do. All right. Uh, Glenn, Glenn Popeil, come in here, man. Congratulations. I hear your new book's out. Yeah, I just got the email on that this morning. It is officially out, and uh, it made it out in time for Huntsville, so that could be very interesting and fun. Oh, that's great. Uh, Are you going to do any kind of book signing or anything then in Huntsville? I don't know if they're bringing books or not. Um, They generally don't bring the bookstore down to Huntsville, but they may this year just because. So I haven't heard yeah. anything, but you know I'll be there, and if they bring books, I'll sign them. Well, that uh, that sounds good, and uh, maybe uh, maybe somebody can pick that book up and talk to you about some projects for your next book. Sounds good to me. All right, how about it, uh, Alan? Alan, how you doing, Alan? Hello, hello. Good to see everybody. Been absent a, a couple of weeks. Uh, Work's been getting a little nuts. Uh, I'm normally used under normal conditions out on the road uh, four or five days a week for work and uh, started to get back to that, but also still doing a lot of the virtual stuff. So it's been kind of working two jobs almost. So the last two weeks have just been kind of nuts with uh, being out on the road and then trying to get caught up with everything by the time I get back home at night. So uh, anyway, glad to make it in tonight. Um, Congratulations, Glenn. I got the email from the ARL this morning with the book as well, so glad to see that. And um, But yeah, anyway, good to be here, and uh, looking forward to the show tonight. All right, well, great. Thanks, uh, Alan. And uh, well, let's see. It seems like I'm forgetting something tonight. I, I don't know. The show usually... Uh, Comes together pretty good toward the end. We'll uh, try to open up the uh, Zoom uh, a little later in the show tonight, and that'll let everybody out there that wants to join the show live, you can on Zoom. And we'll also open up the phone lines to allow you to call in if you're too shy to call in on Zoom. Uh, and for those that don't like to use the phone and uh, and Zoom, uh, we'll open the fax lines. <laughs> that was a joke. Okay. Hey, let's jump down. Let's, let's get back out here to uh, to Mark Brown, the chairman of the Huntsville Ham Fest. And let's talk Ham Fest. I can't wait. Mark, I'm wanting to leave next. I want to leave tomorrow and come on down. <laughs> we, uh, we, we're excited, Tom. But uh, we still have a lot to do to, uh, to get ready. Uh, we're still getting the last-minute lists of the vendor names for the badges, uh, the visitors, the media. Uh, nailing all that stuff down, we kind of have a timeline from two years ago and, and further back. But, uh, you know, that one year off, uh, it, it caused us to forget a lot of the little details. And we really don't have a playbook. We're, it, it's not that we're making it up as we go. It's just we have to remind ourselves that, hey, we got to get this done uh, in a couple of weeks. And uh, we're getting there. We, uh, we had a meeting with the Von Braun Center last, uh, uh, last Friday afternoon to go over uh, the detailed floor plan. And uh, uh, Tom, I think you saw the uh, the July 31 uh, uh, floor plan out on the website with uh, some last minute modifications. But that's where we uh, we tell them where the where the carpet goes, where the curtains go, uh, all that uh, all that good stuff, and, and uh, lots of uh, lots of organizations, lots of vendors. Uh, it's it's gonna it's gonna be very similar in size uh, from uh, from the number of dealers. I think it's 52 right now. 
and a number of flea markets uh, were pushing uh, 390 or uh, give or take uh, 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 flea market tables. Uh, very similar in size to 2019, but it's uh, in quantity, but it's it's vastly spread out. Uh, that that drawing, uh, there is a scale uh, that shows the uh, the distance, but between some of those narrow flea market aisles is actually 12 feet. Mm. And uh, that whole area is over 140,000 square feet. So everything is spread out. And uh, we, we do that to, to keep everybody safe. Uh, the Von Braun Center is going to be uh, uh, putting up uh, hand sanitizing stations and their social distancing signage. But uh, we're, we're very excited that we're going to host a, uh, a safe event. Well, that's uh, that's great, and uh, man, I, I'm not kidding you. I, I, every year, I want to come down a little bit earlier, uh, just to, just to enjoy the uh, Huntsville um, Ham Fest experience. You know, maybe to see who comes early. I think every year I, I've noticed a few people coming down there early, and uh, we have a good time. We we meet up and talk. Um, yeah, I can't. Uh, I can't tell you how many people have uh, have emailed asking for if there's any last minute rooms at the uh, at the embassy, and uh, it's just uh, incredible. Uh, I wish we could. Uh, I wish we could double the size of that hotel because we would fill it for this event. It's uh, it's such a popular venue, and then the Homewood Suites and the uh, the other suites there, uh, within walking distance of the uh, the Von Braun Center. I see Jim Spikes, N4KH, our flea market chairman, is in the chat room, and uh, he's mentioning that uh, we uh, we always get a little bit of turnover at the last minute. Uh, so he mentions that there's a couple of a uh, couple of additional flea market tables available. Uh, normally we have a, a wait list, and so uh, he must have cleared that list and uh, got a few more tables uh, available for folks. So, uh, like I say, a, a lot of vendors, and uh, I got an I got an email from. Uh, uh, from Bob Enderbenson and, and some other folks at, at headquarters today, we're going to have 21 ARRL representatives here in Huntsville. Oh, wow. Everyone from uh, David Minster, the uh, the new president. Uh, I think this is going to be his first in-person event. And then uh, Rick Roderick and his wife, Holly, uh, he's the uh, CEO. I might have those backwards. But... Uh, uh, David and, and Rick will be here. Uh, Delta Division Director Dave Norris, uh, of course, Southeastern Division Director uh, Mickey Baker, and uh, a host of section managers, uh, one as far away as Puerto Rico. I don't think we've ever had a, a, a section manager from Puerto Rico here in Huntsville, but this year we will. And of course, Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, uh, several other uh, sections uh, and assistant section managers. Uh, public information coordinators for di different states. Uh, I've heard too. We might even get a uh, an Alabama state senator uh, pass through the uh, the crowd either Friday or or sometime Saturday to uh, to see the event and the uh, the Im economic impact it, it does on the city. So uh, we're very excited. We're going to have uh, quite a quite a big show. It's unfortunate, uh, you know. You mentioned that the young ham of the year. Uh, the, the the governing body, the, the the committee that chose the young ham, uh, they chose uh, uh, to do uh, a virtual uh, presentation this year. But uh, we're we're fortunate that Lee, uh, uh, Faith Hannah, and uh, and her family will be here uh, in person for. Uh, uh, they're actually vending. Uh, they're 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 a commercial vendor, uh, Shack in the Box, and one of their uh, 
one of our door prizes is a significant uh, uh, shack in the box solar uh, 600 watt hour solar uh, system that they're gonna we're gonna do on uh, on Sunday I think Sunday afternoon so uh, we'll, we'll see you know you can come to Huntsville you can meet the uh, young ham of the year in person she'll be there with her family and uh, so that that's very good uh, DX card checking we got that going on Saturday and Sunday uh, the youth lounge uh, it's for a dozen years now Dr. Monty Bateman has been doing an incredible job with his wife uh, it's up in the uh, uh, top uh, kind of toward the right uh, the youth lounge up there uh, also up there and the first time this year flex is going to be demonstrating remote ham radio uh, that's not really on the map but uh, flex is uh, is helping with the youth lounge this year and uh, they're going to be setting up uh, three remote ham radio connected out to uh, uh, flex 6000 series uh, radios with real antennas and uh, that's not really for youth, of course, it's for adults. And so we're, we're excited to, to offer that. Uh, let's see, uh, uh, Joe Eisenberg is doing a forum on, uh, on Saturday, but he's also helping us with a, uh, a new adult soldering class on Sunday morning. And uh, we'll, be, uh, we'll be, I can't remember the name of the kit. I think it's some kind of an energy harvesting uh, device where it takes uh, this, this this product was developed for uh, kind of a third world type uh, country where you take dead batteries and through a charge pump uh, circuitry generate enough voltage to fire an LED and it's just enough to, to read a book by and so basically it's an energy harvesting uh, uh, system for a dead battery to uh, to read by and so that's the kit that, uh, that they'll be building on, on Sunday morning I think there's going to be at least two sessions uh, speaking of sessions, uh, we got a couple of the exam sessions on Saturday and Sunday, and so uh, they're 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 predicted to be pretty crowded. Uh, we we've expanded that space too. Uh, that's out in the uh, what we call the pre-function hallway. You don't need to buy a ticket to the Huntsville Ham Fest to uh, to come to the exam session because it's outside the paid admission area. It's kind of on the lower left corner there in your uh, in your picture, Tom. So uh, yeah, lots of stuff going on. We're uh, we're doing pre-sales on the tickets. It's going very well. I think we're just uh, somewhere around a thousand tickets already sold for uh, for the event, and so uh, we're excited to, to streamline that that entry on Saturday, where it seems like everybody wants to get into that flea market at nine oh one a.m. And so uh, <laughs> we're excited to to help uh, help meet that uh, meet that demand. And uh, it's it's just going to be great. Uh, did uh, did somebody have a question? Yeah, actually, um, you were talking about that uh, the dead dead battery flashlight. Is that called the Humana light? Is that the one that they're building? Yes, Alan, I think it is. Okay, yeah, I, I did a video on that describing the circuit and how it works. I got I'll put the, the link to that in the chat room. Oh, very cool. Thank you. Well, you yeah, know that would a, be that's, that's an interesting yeah. subject because uh, uh, energy harvesting. I'm kind of starting to look into that too for some of our Pico balloon flights. Well, we can try to uh, harvest some energy as we're flying at nighttime, you know, or or even during the daytime. Okay. Well, Mark, uh, hey, we're we're excited, man, and I've got the map up again here, the floor plan, and let me just uh, put a plug in for us if everybody's looking at this. Now, you've moved the entry door down. If you see my mouse here. You moved the entry door down uh, further from where it used to be. So everybody's going to have to come down that hallway and go in. 
Well, depending on what door you come in, it well, I guess so. Well, I guess that's true. Garage or the or the other lots, and the other thing too, we're working with the city of Huntsville to make sure that the uh, the adjacent parking lots are open and ready for the crowd. Uh, in, in 2019, we had an issue. There was a governor's conference on tourism in uh, in the north hall of the, the Von Braun Center complex. Yeah. And uh, they took the precaution of not opening that uh, that parking lot for the governor's conference. Uh, it uh, it created some problems for us, but we hope to, uh, to have that resolved this year. And keep fingers crossed, smooth sailing. Back to you, Tom. Well, there were some other questions about, uh, are you running any kind of buses or anything? Some of these hotels are within walking distance, aren't they? Uh, There's at least three hotels within walking distance. Uh, one of them is actually connected. Uh, the Embassy one. Suites, uh, uh, there's a second-story uh, uh, walkway, a covered walkway, that goes between the Embassy Suites and the, uh, and the Von Braun Center South Hall. And then uh, back behind it is Homewood Suites, which is uh, yeah, that's where the DX banquet is held, and that's that's a five-minute walk, really. And then there's another hotel, and I can't remember the name of it. It says but, Hotel uh, by it's Marriott. Another, it's another suites. There, oh, the AC Marriott. That's yeah. that's a new property. Uh, that's sort of high end. Uh, I'm sure people are staying there. Yeah. But, uh, their uh, their rates are a little higher than the norm. Okay, but it's just walking across the street. I mean, it's not far. Yep. Yeah. And uh, and then I guess uh, we've got another one down, uh, the Spring Hill. Now, the Spring Hill, I guess, is in walking distance, probably. Actually, it is, Tom. It's about a 10-minute walk. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm mentioning to folks that, that, that email to our info at hamfest.org uh, uh, email address that uh, by the time they exit that parking garage, uh, drive a couple of thousand feet and park in another parking garage. They're they're probably better off just walking. So uh, yeah, it, it's it's probably a, five, a ten minute walk, maybe twelve. All right. Well, so uh, just uh, again, you guys, everybody is coming. Come by and see us. Uh, you know, we're gonna be we're right inside the door, down to bottom left here. Uh, when you come through the door. Uh, right next to the stage there will be just to the, I guess if you're facing the stage, you'll be to the right of the stage. And um, the ARL is just right across the entryway from us there. And then you got all your new vendors out here, and you got your uh, flea market area all out here, and it's really, uh, really nice. It's, um, it's, um, it's really clean, cool, and nice. This is this is just a really nice, nice thing. Hey, here's a, the uh, if you want to check us out, just go to uh, hamfest.org, hamfest.org, and you will uh, be able to see uh, what's going on down at uh, uh, Huntsville. And uh, also, don't forget to check out our page uh, w5kub.com. And you can click up at the top menu for um, uh, prizes for Huntsville 2021, and you'll see the prizes we're going to be giving out uh, on our webcast to you guys out there. So uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. Well, Mark, uh, are you going to be able to come back to us again before then, or are you just tied up every Tuesday night now uh, between uh, now next and Tuesday? Then? Next Tuesday is the... Uh is the North Alabama DX Club meeting, and I've got uh, a prior commitment there, mm -hmm. and so I won't be available. The following Tuesday 
it's going to be uh, uh, I think we're stuffing uh, envelopes for uh, for uh, v- vendor badges and uh, and prize tickets and all that kind of stuff so this will be the last chance Tom to be on your show here I, I, mm-hmm. you mentioned a, a great all-star lineup of, uh, of folks next Tuesday I'm sorry I can't make it but uh, I wish you guys good luck and we'll see you very uh, very shortly about well. two and a half weeks yeah, and we will uh, we will continue to mention it each week between now and then, and uh, hopefully we can get the word out and get some uh, people to to get out and enjoy ham radio again. Absolutely, we are celebrating the return of in person ham fest, and that's uh, that's what we're trying to do here, and we want to do it fun, and we do want to do it safely. So we'll see you in Huntsville in about uh, two and a half weeks. Thanks, Tom. All right, and just one final thing. How old is this ham fest? We're in the 50s, aren't we? 1950. Yeah, I think something. I think or I think Dayton has us by one year. Uh, or, I don't have the ad in front of me. I, I keep it written down so I don't have to remember. Yeah. It's 57th or 67th year. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been going on. All right, well, Mark, thanks so much, man, for coming on here and uh, talking to us about it tonight. And we will see you down here in a couple weeks. We're catching our head now. Thank you, everyone. I'll stick around for a little bit. Okay. I've got a call at at the bottom of the hour, so I'll stick around for a few. Okay, well, very good. All right. All right, well, hey. Early. Go ahead, Glenn. Uh, Yeah, I'm going over early Friday because I'm going to stop there at uh, the Space Center there and take a tour on the way coming in and then check into the hotel i did get the last room at the embassy suites yeah uh, we'll be going down i think uh i think we'll go down thursday yeah i might even pull out of here and go down wednesday oh i'd love to except i'm starting my new job so i you know uh, yeah i heard show up at i work. heard that, you know that i is. heard that man well hey i asked him for time off man i did that was part of my sign up deal oh boy Oh, that was, you were playing it kind of dangerous. You were playing it kind of dangerous there, weren't you? Seriously, man, it's like I need this time off for Huntsville, or we can forget the deal. And they're like, go. All right, all right, man. Hey, that's that's normal things. So when you start a new job, yeah. people have a life before you start a new job. So I, I started a new job and was on the board of directors, and I told them, I said, doesn't matter what we're doing in Jan- in January, I got to bail for a week. And okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. basically, I'm going back to the company I worked for for 18 years, so it's essentially, you know, different. different well, they know customers. you. Yeah. They know me. Yeah. yeah. They know how crazy you are, too. And they still hired me. Right. <laughs> All right. Let's not use All right. This. I'll tell you what let's do. Let's look at some Shaq pictures. Uh, oh. Katie, hey. you want to do some Shaq pictures? You and uh, Dwayne? Yeah. Dwayne, you want to do some Shaq you can, Dwayne can help you out there if you get things. if you get stumped <laughs> right, on them. Let me uh, let me blow up this monitor and she's blowing up the monitor. Hold on one second. I see Hyde in the room. WX four HYD Hyde. Uh, I'll be yeah, seeing Hyde. you next month or the next month. We will be down at the East. Eastern Tennessee Ham Fest is the new Ham Fest. It's going to be in uh, Sevierville. We'll be there September 25th. All right. All Let's right. see. Here we go. We'll start with Tom. Oh, you don't <laughs> so have to. Mean, st- you don't. You don't have to start no, with me. You know. <laughs> well, so apparently Tom put a post on Facebook today looking for some shack pictures, and when he mentioned that, I took a quick perusal. I did see a couple of repeats in there, so I'm not going to do those today. But Mike, right. I believe, is new. 
K4MJF. And I almost said MFJ, but it's MJF. And he's running the 991, the ASUFT there, and the LDG YT1200 auto tuner using the Pro 7 headset by Heil. And you know and what? He looked, he looked serious there operating. He does. He's and working very, somebody. Very he's serious. Also got, he's also got his 1200 megahertz radio out there. Put some buttons on it, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. And outside, he's using a chameleon um, MCOM 260 foot N fed antenna. Very good. Thanks for sharing, Michael. KM4MJF. And then let's see who's now. Oh, now, I like this. Here's Bruce. Um, I'm not sure if Bruce gave us his call sign, but he said his wife gave him a little corner of the living room. And she, he's not kidding. So he's really got a little corner of the living room with a long wire out to a tree. And he says, Econo Radio. So what do we got? We got a little bow thing there. Well, that, that's all it takes to get started. Just a little corner right absolutely, there. Absolutely. And he's listening. He's got a Grundig up here for... Um, yeah, that Grundig's a pretty good receiver, Those are actually. Super nice, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So good way to get started, Bruce. Thanks for sharing it. You know, as long as you got a spot to sit and listen or get on the air, that's all that matters. Now, John K4YTZ, um, we've shown some pictures of from John before, but this time it looks like he's showing his club station. So I'll just pull up a couple um, photos here. So this is the York County Amateur Radio Society. Um, in South Carolina, at Station One, they've got a UCFT 991A, and that, and then Station Two is the FTDX 3000 with the ALS 600 amp, and at Station Three, they're running the Flex 6400. Oh, and there's a four station with an ICOM 7300. So they have that space available for their members to come in to test, bring their own equipment. Um, they've got a couple of 40-foot towers. And they're using a, they've got a storm damage two element 40 meter. Um, so I assume that'll be replaced along the way. They're also using a uh, Diamond X700 UHF VHF on Tower 1. And then they've got the TH7DX Tri Bander on Tower 2. Um, so they've got a lot of stuff going on there. It looks like a nice setup for a club yeah. to be able to yeah. go hang out. I see they're using linear power supplies too. None of that switching stuff. Yeah, yeah. I like that Geochron clock up there too. Yeah, those are super cool. I've got one I think here. He I just have it set it up. Um, here's another shot from their um, another station. So this is station three, I think he said. Yeah. Um, so they've moved things around a little bit, but um, that's really handy the way they've got everything set up. So, mm -hmm. you know, you can have folks come in and operate. I mean, I think that's what a lot of us dream of doing when we have clubs is to be able to have a place that's already set up and ready um, or people can bring some things in. So it works out really nice. And that looks like, oh, here's the outside view. Oh. Really nice. Even got the moon in there. Pretty cool. All right. Where's the moon? I don't see the moon. It was over here, Tom, between the right there, there and the antenna. See my Is the moon or a dirty lens? Well, that's true. <laughs> I was giving him the benefit of the doubt because <laughs> that's just much more, you know, exciting. And they have a meeting area as well. All right, Brian, um, Whiskey Nine, Charlie, Oscar, Mike. Let's see what he's got going on in here. He's got a nice corner station um, with the ICOM 7300 and um, also running an ICOM 9700. 
And he's got some um, antennas outside. He's got the Diamond X510 and the um, 5B TV ground mount. Looks like sure those uh, deer took a little too much RF on the top shelf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I'm looking there, and he said he's got a 50-amp uh, Astron rack mounted power supply. He needs to get a bigger power supply. I don't know if he can run a 9300 on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, obviously, some nice speakers. Got three, having three monitors is really helpful. We've got two at most stations, but sometimes having that third one is really handy. We're going to actually bring down a large monitor here in our shack and set it up on a wall somewhere. We have to make some space for it. But um, Yeah, we're going to get a bigger, bigger monitor. Run two smalls and a big. Yeah. All right, Ryan is one of our regulars, KC0QNB. Ryan sent in a picture of his shack. He's got the uh, ICOM 7300 also with a lava lamp, which of course I was going to say, important. I was going to say lava <laughs> lamp, lava lamp, man. I don't want to miss that. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, and he's got, oh, he's using the DX Lab Suite um, for his uh, DX uh, login. So I know a lot of people use that and really like it a lot. Um, he says he's got a 30 amp Astron under the table and he's using 150 feet of ABRs, uh, 2213 out to a diamond W8010 loaded dipole. And I tell you, I did a lot of, I spent a lot of time with the guys from ABR when I was working for HRO and the shows and I, they've got some really nice coax, I tell you. And he said the lava lamp works. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Tim. Is an SWL, so maybe Tim's listening to the show tonight. Hey, I love I love SWL, and you know what? This uh, our, our group was started for shortwave listeners and ham, so right. I don't want to leave out shortwave listeners. That's how we all got started. Absolutely. So, yeah. Tim sent in pictures of his shack, and he's, you know, obviously um, he's got a variety of things going on down there, but. He likes to use the web SDR mostly from his cell phone or a desktop computer. Um, he says his main radio is an old DX440 from Radio Shack, and he's got a homebrew preamp and tuner, and then he's got some scanners and broadband antennas. Looks really nice and a lot cleaner than anybody else's. Yeah. Um, here's another shot of what he's got going on down there. So looks like also his workroom. Those look like a lot of uh, woodworking tools down there. Is that... Um, what do you, I can't think what they're called, but looks like a lot of stuff my dad used to have in his workshop. So, <laughs> and let's see what else we got. And there is yeah, oh, there's DX4. the old DX4. Oh yeah, realistic. That's the old Radio Shack. Sure, cool beans. Well, thanks, Tim, and we're glad you're listening. And if you are, make sure you pop on Facebook again and let us know you heard this. Of course, that'll be on uh, Thursday. So Mark is um, uh, DX here. Is Victor Echo Two, Mike Bravo Tango, and that is a gorgeous photo. First of all, it mm -hmm. almost looks like it's CG, doesn't it? <laughs> it's, Got enough monitors there. Yeah, that looks great. So he's running the Flex sixty five hundred, the Icom seventy six ten, TS four eighty KX two, and the Expert two K amplifier. Uh, IC one twenty A. He's got an FTM four hundred, FTM seventy two fifty, the FTM thirty two hundred, and a TM seven ninety A. Very nice. And then down here is super cool. He says right behind, the, right beside the desk is a fusion repeater with analog link. That is some impressive equipment there, Mark. So I wonder how he keeps it looking so clean and neat. I don't. Know. I don't know. You know. Yeah. 
I've never seen a set of cans that that good looking until the, unless they were just out of the box. Well, they're yeah. inside. That's a they're nice almost neat always shack. inside. <laughs> I know, but obviously his shack doesn't look like ours. <laughs> and let's see, Ray, hey, Kilo Four, Fox, Zulu, Ocean. Well, he's got a nice layout in there, too. He's got the whole room to himself, it looks yeah, like. Kinda, kinda um, he's like running it. the ICOM 7700. There's that beast right back here. Uh, and the Alpha 9500. He's using the Palstar Auto Tuner, which is a really nice piece of equipment. And uh, for antennas, he's using Alpha Delta DXCC and a homebrew doublet, which he likes. Um, so nice setup, good color in there. Again, another clean check. What else we got to hide in here, guys, that you didn't tell us about? I see, a little, I see some green gear. I see a handheld. Got um, that green Heathkit stuff, or is that oh. an Yezu? Oh, this one here, not sure. What is that, guys? You think that's a... Is that mm -hmm. an SB220? Might be. Yeah. Oh, down below, that looks like a, like a... Maybe, is that a Kenwood uh, FT520? Not not there, next to that. Let's go over. Oh, yeah, that, it's a, a Kenwood. Uh, can we could be the 850 like too. Yeah, yeah. nice nice assortment of equipment in there and i would venture a guess that k4fzo is not his original call because he's got a couple of he's got another um license plate up on the wall with uh kj4c or maybe a family member but that's kind of cool all righty thanks ray and let's see, we got a couple more here there's brent kilo nine bravo alpha zulu oh okay that's a good one with the pretty kitty in there lambeau the radio cat glenn what do you think she could be a show kitty too i'm, I'm gonna say that she's probably pretty good on cw mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. those little white <laughs> looks like that's tricky <laughs> Yeah, so so Brent's got a, he's running the ICOM 7300. Once again, we see that as a very popular radio with so many folks that watch the show and um, and just hams in general. It's just, it's continuing to be a very popular and well-loved radio. Um, along with that, he's using the LDGAT 200 Pro and to, oh, the Pro 2 Auto Tuner. And he's got a double bazooka broadband dipoles out on 40 and 20. And, and he's got an MFK clock up there, I think. That's one of those dual... Yeah, got that, yeah that, that's a double oh, clock. Yeah. Local and, and UTC. Yeah, those yep. are super cool. Yeah. So nice, neat shack. And, uh, and of course, a pretty kitty. So that always gets extra points in my book. <laughs> and, all right, last but not least is Marvin. Uh, he is November 9 Radio Delta X-Ray. And wow, that's a cool shack too. Um, I like it. I like the color. Yeah, nice mm -hmm. walls there. Kenwood TS two thousand Ameritron Ale, eighty B amp amplifier to Cushcraft R six thousand vertical antenna. So yeah, the, can't the make fun of the wall. Is cool. yeah. yeah, we can't make fun of that wallpaper because the the year that we got fifth in the nation in uh, in CW sweepstakes, we were. Transmitting from a shack that had uh, had uh, the OSB walls. No, we had OSB tables too. Yeah, and we also had a ten thousand dollar radio up on eight five gallon buckets and a sheet of plywood. Yep. <laughs> so, so in other words, you guys were cheating. No, we just we were new in our house and yeah. hadn't built a shack yet, and so um, yeah. But you look at you were using expensive radio. Well, yeah, it wasn't even it ours. Wasn't Chip, ours. It, Chip brought it with him. Chip Martelli brought it with him. <laughs> and he and Ward Silver worked 
CW sweeps from the house. I have an interesting story about that rig. Um, Chip comes from, from Orange County in, in southern Los Angeles, down, you know, is, is in populated areas. He got up there and he hooked his radio up to our 15-meter antenna, and it was about 10.30 or 11 o'clock at night. He tunes around a little bit, and he takes the antenna loose, and he hooks it to the antenna analyzer. And then he puts it back on his radio, and he tunes it around a little bit. And a string of curse words that make a sailor blush starts coming out of his mouth. And I said, what's wrong, Chip? And he goes, the radio is broke. This expensive radio is broke. I said, what? And he goes, I don't hear any noise at all. And I yeah. said, Chip, there is no noise. Why don't you tune down to about 20 meters and see? <laughs> he was absolutely amazed that we had a zero noise level. Well, it was fun. That's unheard of. So, wow. Yeah. Well, we our closest neighbor was more than a half mile away. Yeah. If there's yeah. any electrical electrical noise, it was made by us. Oh well, yeah. What was, yeah. Well, what was fun is, um, <coughs> I think it was Ward after the fact maybe wrote up a story for one of the contest newsletters or something and talked about the fact that you know, they you know these guys he came in from Missouri and Chip and Janet came in from. Um, California, of course, us in Wyoming, and you know we were new in the house. I also was just a couple months post two major surgeries within a short period of time, so I wasn't even sure if I was up to having everybody. But we decided to go for it anyway, and so we had like a I think it was actually like an old door, and then um, five gallon buckets, you know, to stacked upon each other, two or three high to create our tables, and and that was our shack and in one you know one um one short tower or 30 foot tower i think with yep. the tri-band yeah, on 48 foot tower yeah and that was it and words said, you know it doesn't matter you could have we beat out million dollar stations it's really you know you could have the best station in the world but if you don't have a good operator or just good conditions or what have you so so it doesn't matter how you pull it all together. You just sit down in front of the radio and make it happen. Well, Katie, when I uh, when I started in ham radio 50-something years ago, in the ARRL book, handbook, one of their tables they showed you to build was using, I think, an old door. And, right. And, it, hey, it worked great. I've got pictures. It does. It worked. They're pretty – if you get a good wood door, they're yeah. great tables. Yeah, you take the, take <laughs> the doorknob off, you know. You don't need the knob on there. Oh, yeah, I think or we took it off. put the doorknob to the back. Yeah. <laughs> the back yeah, and, yeah, and just ground to it, I guess, you know. Right. <laughs> that Actually, weekend, yeah. all of the desks at Amazon are door desks. Are oh, okay. Are they? Four-by-four four posts and door tops. Is that right? Oh. Hey, yep. why not? Oh man! Yeah. I didn't know that. That particular operation proved to me that that great operators at a mediocre station will beat mediocre operators in a great station yeah. every time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's see what's going on here. Okay. Well, hey, thanks for doing the shack pictures, Katie. Appreciate it. We didn't. We didn't. Uh, I have too many things we didn't know what was out there. I I didn't no, hear a lot was, of stuff. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, we'll be back in just a second, everybody. Just stand by with us. June kicked off hurricane season, and another rough wildfire season may be on the horizon. When natural disaster strikes, cellular towers and power grids can quickly become overloaded and down. Emergency comms need to be instant, reliable, and allow interoperation with other organizations and agencies. Amateur Radio provides reliable emergency communications with the added security of system redundancy.
In addition to our lineup of amateur D-Star digital HF and analog radios, our IC SAT 100 portable satellite radio and the IP501HM LTE radios are an ideal solution for the additional coverage. ICOM's ICSAT 100 is the perfect handheld satellite radio for use outside of cellular or network range by operating on Iridians, constellation of satellites, quick and easily connect with other PTT devices, even from remote areas. The IP501H and the IP501M radios provide instant wide area coverage over LTE. By using the LTE network, you bypass the need for a pre-existing infrastructure, allowing nationwide coverage without the added cost of building and maintaining your own. Connect to all of these devices and more, even systems operating on different protocols, with the VEPG4 ROIP gateway, from land mobile and LTE radios to IP communications terminals and IP phone systems, they work together to form one seamless and uninterrupted network, ensuring your comms are received. Visit www.icomamerica.com amateur for more information on ICOM radios. LDG Electronics provides state-of-the-art antenna tuners for every amateur need. From QRP to QRO, fixed stations, portable and remote, an LDG tuner will match your radio to your antenna using our lightning-fast, proprietary tuning algorithms. LDG is a family-owned and operated company dedicated to bringing innovative, quality products to the amateur market. All LDG products carry a full two-year warranty that is fully transferable. Support is only a phone call or email away. We're always here to help you. Visit us on the web at ldgelectronics.com. All right, and we are back. We're back, and uh, boy, I've got something I want to show you here in a minute. I want to talk about uh, this piece of test equipment I uh, I bought and uh, forgot I ordered. You know, hey, I get stuff from from China. I hate buying from China though. I get stuff in the mail all the time. It's little things that I've ordered, and I forget I order them. So it's kind of like Christmas. Every day when the mailman comes, you know, I go out there and get a box out of the mailbox, and uh, it's something neat. So we'll talk about this just in a minute. While we're talking about Huntsville, let me uh, remind everybody to be with us uh, during our Huntsville uh, Hamfest broadcast. And uh, you can get, you can, you know, join us right here on our YouTube channel, W5KUB on, on YouTube. But if you go to, if you go to our website, which is, uh, let's see, I don't even know if I've got it up here. Let me bring it up. If you go to our website, just key in W5KUB.com, and that'll bring up uh, our website. And up at the top menu here, you can click on prizes, and you will see what kind of prizes we'll be giving away. And here's the uh, Huntsville 2021 prize. You can click here, and you're going to see uh, a lot of things here. We've got uh, we've got uh, you know radio sport, you know headsets, uh, books. Uh, Balance. Uh, hey, this is the best Balance I think in the world. Balance that you can get. CQ magazines. DV Mega's got a new product out. 
get you a, a desk wedge or signs, uh, handy talkies, uh, hats. You can get you a hat there with W5KUB on it if you want it. Uh, Ham Radio Deluxe. Uh, Heil Sound's giving us some products to uh, give away. Cantronics is giving us away really three nice uh, Cantronics devices, and they're they're all about 450 bucks each. They're not little little uh, things either. Uh, QSL cards, uh, dual clocks, antenna switches, dummy loads, headsets, SWR meters. Um, all kinds of things. Uh, there's, and uh, Alan has talked about this on the show before, the tiny uh, spectrum analyzer. Um, SDR play. This is a really nice SDR receiver. Somebody's going to win that. Tigertronics, uh, again, with their uh, signal link USB. Everybody wants this. The LMR 400 cable. Everybody wants this. That's because it's good stuff. Everybody man. wants this, but you know, I want to tell you something. I want to tell you something. I'm on. I'm on a bunch of. Uh, I'm on a bunch of uh, ham radio groups, and it's kind of fun to watch some of these new groups where people are just got their license, and everybody on there is giving uh, suggestions and information on how to do things, and they're all brand new, you know. But the biggest thing I see on there. Somebody may say, I need recommendations on coax cable. Now, they don't say what, what you know, is it UHF, VHF, HF, how long to run? They don't say anything. It says, I need recommendations on coax. And the very first thing that is said is, you need to buy LMR 400. you got to get LMR 400. And I, I don't know. It's just, that's burned into the mind of all these new people that that's what you need. If you're going to operate a ham station and do it right, which we know is not really true. Also, I mean, simple things like people just starting out in electronics. Uh, you know, uh, I need uh, I need uh, a suggestion on a uh, a voltmeter that won't break the bank. You know, well, um, the first thing that's put out there is the is the fluke. You got to get you a fluke. Well, you know. I want to tell you, you can get you can get a seven dollar Harbor Freight meter if you're starting Absolutely. out electronics, and it'll do you good for for a lot of years until you uh, graduate to the point that you might want a fluke. And I'm going to show you something in a minute. This is a twelve dollar meter, and uh, I'm going to compare it with a fluke here in just a minute, and uh, show you how a twelve dollar meter compares to a fluke. So while I was talking about prizes again, let me mention the prize that Bob has sent us. We're going to set, set aside this one prize for everybody out there that uh, might help us with the expense of the trip. Bob Heil has uh, signed the box. This is his uh, thin microphone, thin microphone uh, from the Deco series, and uh, it is a cool microphone. Um, we're going to give this away to one of our sponsors that helps support us. Uh, if you donate five bucks for every five bucks uh, donation you make to help with our expenses we're gonna put your name in a hat for this and look at look at this thing it comes in its own carrying case this thing comes in its own carrying case this is the uh, it's the uh, fin mic from Heil it's a, a cool microphone that would make somebody's shack look really really good so uh, 
You can uh, you can donate on that if you just go to uh, w5kub.com, and I'll put that site back up. Go to our site, w5kub.com, and up here at the top, at the top, just click on donate. Just click on donate right there uh, if you want to uh, help uh, cover the cost of the trip. Now, we don't go down to the ham fest to... to uh, uh, sell things or you know we don't have a table with stuff that we're selling or trading uh, our entire time there is spent uh, broadcasting the ham fest for you guys to watch so uh, we're going to be working the whole time uh, we may even put something on one night uh, kind of a uh, impromptu uh, uh, webcast one night maybe from the lobby of the hotel and we'll have guests Come in and sit with us, you know, like Martin Jew and 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 uh, you know Gordon West and different people. Uh, that might have, if that, you do it Friday, I'll might be there. Be, you know, we might we might just do that. So um, uh, anyway, so don't forget our site. Uh, you know, used to our show was kind of geared around w5kub.com, and we now have kind of moved it more to a YouTube uh, uh, marketing uh, type thing. And now it's youtube.com slash w5kub so a lot of people forget about our website but if you go to our website right here you can find all that and you can even click on video on our website if you click on video uh, right right up here uh, where it says video and chat uh, that will take you to our YouTube channel so you can always find uh, uh, us uh, on uh, on w5kub.com and the first uh, item we mentioned here is the is the um, the fundraiser item that we we've got? We kind of explain it uh, how we're going to operate this. You don't have to be present to win. Uh, we'll uh, pull your name. Uh, we'll pull your name, and uh, you don't have to be present. If we pull your name, you're going to win it. You do need a U.S. address. That's the only thing we're uh, looking for. We need a, we need you to have a U.S. address. So hey, that's kind of it. Yes, I got a comment about that fan microphone. Katie and I just watched the Hunger Games series of movies, all four of them. Yeah. Again. Again. And that microphone is featured many times throughout that series. Is that right? It's the one they use for the series. Yep. Yeah, we were watching. We're like, hey. There you go, guys. Well, there there you go. If you watch the Hunger, what is it, the Hunger Games? Hunger. Yeah, the Hunger Games movies. Yeah. Uh, movie. Uh, there you go. This, there it is right here. Autographed by Bob. And... Uh, it's a, it's a cool mic. This is this this the Deco series. There you go. Very cool. There you go. All right. You know, so there's a question in the chat room here. Are yeah. you going to be planning to walk around the flea market area with your camera this year? Yeah, we're going to try to uh, do a better job of that. Um, we're going to have bigger aisles uh, this year. And uh, as as Mark was mentioning, now the aisles are almost 12 foot wide. Uh, on Saturday at Huntsville, the aisles used to be so packed, we couldn't get our cart around with the camera and the tripod. We couldn't get we couldn't really get around through there. So we're taking the cart again today. Our mobile uh, when we go uh, in a few weeks, we're taking our mobile cart with us, and uh, we'll have a uh, a, a good solid. Um, uh, wireless uh, connection uh, back from the cart back to our booth and we'll be streaming live and uh, 
We'll let you interface with the vendors out there. Usually we have a little tablet or something, and you can ask the vendor that we're showing you real time, right, your questions, and, and they can communicate with you. So we'll try to do that. we got a lot of prizes. Every few minutes we're going to be giving out prizes. Now, everybody knows, and we'll explain uh, how that works again. Uh, Handbot works a little different than they used to. Uh, nowadays, when we issue a prize, we will announce it first and allow everybody time to hit the enter key or say hello or something, just so they can get in the chat room. But we'll, we'll, we'll explain that later. All right, so that's kind of where we are. Uh, we're coming up. I can't wait to go. You guys, you know, I'm, I'm not kidding you. We want to, I'm going to see if I can talk Kathy and going down maybe even another day early. And even it's just to kind of lay around in a hotel there in the air conditioning and uh, and then every now and then just walk down and kind of peep in at the uh, the Hamfest area as they're building it. Uh, and uh, uh, one year I got to know quite, some of the guys in here, we snuck in as they were building it and putting up all the curtains and stuff. And they kind of did a little custom build for us, you know, so uh, it's kind of neat uh, to be there when they're doing it. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll try to do some live, and uh, also, if there's anybody that's going to be there, anybody that's going to be there that wants to help out, we could use your help. Um, and particularly, um, it is very easy now to take something like your your iPhone or your Droid phone, walk around and get 15 minutes of video and bring it back, and we can easily just upload that video directly into the show right there. And, and get your walk around. So it'll be so easy if you guys can help uh, help us with that. All right. Well, uh, before I get into the pen, what else is going on with you guys out there, Glenn? Anything? Um, not really, other than I'm getting ready for Huntsville, doing an all-new presentation. The book just came out today. I got that email and was jumping up and down, up and down the halls all day today. Yeah, yeah. Someone said take the, uh, take the uh, helmet cam. Uh, you know, I've got the helmet cam in a trophy case uh, here in the house. Uh, we used that. We started using that helmet cam about 15 years ago, so we actually have it in a case. I probably should take that and put it out on a table. I think that I would remember look, seeing you there with that. That would uh, that would probably look good, you know. And uh, guys, uh, uh, speaking of the helmet cam, we used to wear a hard hat with the camera on it and carry a laptop around. And, and the problem was back then we had low bandwidth. And uh, especially when the camera's on your head, you don't really know where you're aiming. And you're always turning your head, and everybody was always getting dizzy, and everybody, everything was blurry. And uh, the bandwidth was uh, really bad back then, so we kind of got away from the helmet cam. We've gone fixed cameras on tripods and stuff now, and it's, uh, it's much better. But we'll, we'll, I'm going to take the helmet cam, and we're going we're gonna to put it on the, uh, on the table there. Uh, that's about 18 years of history right there. All right. Okay. Heck yes. Let's let's. Um... Actually, I got a little thing. I can yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Al. Plugging, if you don't mind. Yeah. Go right ahead. Yeah. Uh, speaking of new books, congr again, congratulations, Glenn. Looks great. Um, I also have another friend of mine who just had a book published as well. 
He's not a ham, but uh, most of us hams have been involved with computers for a long time. So if you're like me and, and had a Commodore computer back in the day, you might be familiar with the Commodore, everything from the VIC-20 and the Commodore 64 and the, one, the 128 and things like that. Yeah. Anyway, my friend Bill Hurd, who uh, is also active on Hackaday, if you're familiar with that website, uh, worked at Commodore back in the 80s and just, just came out with a book called Back Into the Storm, a design engineer's story of Commodore computers in the 1980s. And if you know Bill, uh, if you've ever seen any of his videos from Hackaday or whatever, you know he's a, a really great storyteller. So this should be a really fun book. So uh, again, it's just a little little promotion for my friend Bill. I'll put a, a link to the uh, to that book uh, into the chat for everybody in case anybody's got uh, some nostalgic interest in Commodore and, and what the what the what the company was like from the in, inside. It should be an interesting read. Yeah, I, I'll, I'd like to do that. Look at that myself. I, hey, I got a Vic Twenty up in the attic. There you go. <laughs> there we go, man. Vic Twenty. Well, I remember way back in the day, Commodore was one of the first with some ham radio software. If I'm not mistaken, I've got an Air One. Uh, are you familiar with the Air One, uh, Alan? I am not. It's a uh, big card that plugs in the back of the uh, Vic Twenty, and it does CW. Oh wow! Okay, this, this, you know, this I, cool. I had the Commodore sixty four when I was in college. I had a nine inch black and white TV as the monitor, and uh, I had. Um, and this is back when like Compute Magazine would publish uh, binary code for for different programs, and you would hand poke in all these binary you know codes uh, to, to put these programs together. I remember hand coding in a word processor and a terminal program. I had the the 300 baud modem, woo, you know, plug in cartridge for the back, and use that to get into the school's mainframe when I was uh, when I was a, a freshman and sophomore in college. So, yeah, so I go back with the the 64. I didn't have the Vic 20, but I had the 64. So uh, anyway, so like I said, it should be a fun read. Don't forget the cassette player. Yeah, well, I had the, the cassette, cassette drive, recorder. and later yeah. on I got the disc drive. But I had the cassette drive. I had the I think it was. I'm trying to remember who who made the printer. Some Japanese company made the printer. I had it was a a dot matrix printer, whose descending characters were just raised up because it didn't do the descender. So like the J's and the Q's and the G's were all raised up a little bit. So it was all like on a single line, and it, it was a dot matrix printer that printed against like an aluminum platen. The thing was loud as anything when it printed. <laughs> but that would that's be the like printer the I had to go along with it. Or the Gemini. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it, was, it wasn't Okie Data. I don't remember Oki, who it was, but yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, that uh, was the old five by seven dot matrix. Yeah, yeah. But the black and white nine inch black and white television was my monitor. So, uh, but uh, yeah, that was uh, that was a fun machine, and I uh, got did a lot of work with that. I remember uh, I wrote a program. I think my sophomore year, because when I went to college, scheduling your classes was always a pain because you, know, you had all these classes you had to take, and each class met like. They had different selections. You could like you either meet Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays, or Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, or whatever. And all these different times, and it had to try to fit a schedule together with the classes you want and the days you wanted off, and all this kind of stuff was it was hours and hours. So I remember writing a program that you could punch all this information in. And it would go through a binary search of every combination of all your classes, and then uh, had it sort all the results for those with Friday afternoons off or Monday mornings off, and put out a whole list of you know the schedules that. I wanted to try to apply for so that when I got it up to registration I could just go through them pretty quickly but yeah that was uh, that was a 
interesting stuff we did with those back then. All right. Um, let's see. Let me just make a quick uh, shout out here to our listeners on shortwave. Uh, you're listening to Amateur Radio Roundtable. This is a show about ham radio. And you're listening out there on uh, WBCQ, International Shortwave Station, out of Monticello, Maine, on 7490. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email to tom at w5kub.com. And we'd love to hear from you where you are, and uh, we'll get you a QSO card out there. And uh, uh, hope uh, you're hearing uh, hearing it uh, well tonight. And you can join us. You can join us by tuning into the show on Tuesday nights uh, on our YouTube channel. It's just www.youtube.com/w5kub. It's 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, uh, every Tuesday night on uh, YouTube. And would love to have you there. I want to talk a little about this little meter I got here. And I'm going to see if I can't show it. Hmm. Let's see if I can... Uh, let's see if I can bring a camera in right here. Let's see if this will work. That might work. All right, so I ordered I ordered a little mini pin multimeter. Look at that. Multimeter, it says. Mini pin multimeter. It's an A3007. Look at there. Comes in a nice box. Um... It's got a little nice padding in here, and uh, the tips are actually covered so you don't stick yourself. And uh, one side the pin goes in, the other side uh, the minus cable goes on it. I'm sure it's made in China. Well, I'm pretty sure it's made in China. Made in China. So there are no instructions, zero instructions. And have you ever noticed when you do get instructions, they're on a piece, they're on a little booklet about the size of a postage stamp, and uh, even with a magnifying glass, I have trouble reading them. But it's kind of a neat little meter, I thought. It does voltage. It does a voltage. It measures resistance. It's supposed to measure capacitance. It measures frequency, frequency counter. Uh, continuity, diode tester, the works. So basically, it is a pocket. You got a little, see a little clip right here for the for your pocket. So it's a, a little pocket pin meter, and then you your your this is one of your terminals on the end, and then the other terminal you've got a a wire here that is as big as the whole pocket pin. So this goes in, this goes in there. All right. That's pretty slick for 12 bucks. 
All right, now let me show you what this thing does. I'm going to try, let's, let's, let's do some measurements with it real quick, and then we're going to compare it with a, with a flute. First of all, let's measure. All right, look, here's the resistor. Yellow, orange, orange. That's 43,000 ohms. And the goal means it's uh, 5%. 43,000 ohms, the goal is 5%. So 5% of 43,000 will be about 2,150 ohms. Let's measure the resistance and see what it says it is. So we're going to turn this meter on. And it's all, everything is auto. It's, it's auto ranging. You see the word auto there. You can touch voltage. You can touch resistance. Uh, it, it won't Supposedly it won't blow it up. You don't have to put it, it's auto ranging, so you don't have to put it, okay, on the right range. So let's just test this 4,300, uh, 43,000 ohm resistor. So here we go. It is reading 46.63K. That's, that's 46,620 ohms. Now, we know 5% of 43,000 is 2150 so that resistor seems like it's not within 5% tolerance I don't think yeah but that's also one of the old carbon resistors so if that thing's that old that, well that's true that's true I'll so check it, with, check it with your fluke so okay and that's what we're gonna do so yeah. I'm thinking okay I'm thinking this little cheap $12 meter uh, can't be too accurate. I mean, you know, it is what it is. It's 12 bucks, right? Now let's put the fluke on it and see what the fluke says. That was 43. What was that? That was 43... 43K. No, it was 46. 46, 630. 46, 630. Okay. Let's, let's look at it, look at it with a fluke. 46, 630. So here we go. 46, 630. Forty-six, six thirty. So here we go. Ah, forty-six thousand seven hundred. Very close to the uh, twelve-dollar pin. Only, only a couple hundred ohms off. Look at that. Again, it's out of it's out of the five percent tolerance, but. Uh, so hey, it did measure. It did measure uh, pretty close to being right, didn't it? Let's uh, let's do a couple other measurements real quick. Uh, I just pulled some stuff out of the junk box, and uh, here's a, a couple hundred ohm resistors that are uh, in series. Let's just look at that real quick. So again, we're on auto. We're on auto. So there there's a hundred ohm resistor right there, and it's going to read. 98.2 ohms. Not not bad. That's probably right. We got two of them in series. That should be uh, 200 ohms. Let's just check it out here. 100, 197, 198. I'm having trouble keeping it. Yeah, almost 198 ohms. Look at that. So it's fairly accurate. Let's measure with the fluke and see what the fluke says uh, uh, that that was. So the fluke says the first one was 
Minus 7.8. Very close. And then the second one. 197. So the meter is fairly accurate. Okay, now let's measure voltage with it. Now I'm not going to put it on voltage. I'm just going to leave it on auto. You know, I've been I'm measuring resistance with it, so I'm gonna measure some voltage with it right now and not 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 change the mode. Let's see what happens. So I'm going to just see if we can measure some voltage here. If I can hold it on here. There we go. All right, there we go. 1.53 volts. All right, so we're reading uh, 1.531, 1.531 voltage. Let's see what the flute says. 1.531, 1.531, and the flute says, and we're going to have to, it's not auto-ranging. 1.531, here we go. 1.531, look at there, 1.531. That's uh, really interesting how the $12 meter is reading so close to uh, the flute. Well, here's something else. This is kind of interesting to it. It's got a uh, voltage sensor. I'm going to take this lead off the back. And just uh, It's got a light in here. I can turn the light on. If I hold that down, it turns the light on. Where you can read it, it's hard to... Let me turn the light off. It's hard to read. All right. All right. So uh, we're still in auto range. Um, let's, uh, let's do this. Um, let's take an extension cord. Here's the here's extension cord. Now, I think for this mode, I do have to change to, I, I, have, I don't know what. Maybe you guys can tell me. I put it in EF. So, EF. I don't know what that stands for. There's no book. All right. But look, here's, uh, here's an extension cord. I'm going to see if this extension cord is hot. I'm not going to touch the wire itself, but I'm going to go near it. Hmm, nothing. Oh. Let's see. It's turning red. All right. Turning red and it's telling me I've got I got voltage there. Hey, I wonder what the other, other wire is. Hmm, nothing on the other side. Look, well, there's, I, there's a little green flashing every now and then. One side should be neutral. It's not going to have anything on it. The other side's going to be hot. Yeah, there's a little bit there. It's uh, you know, it's kind of showing green, but I get some kind of indication. But on the other side, it it's picking it up. It's picking it up really well. And I, I guess you can hear it beeping. Let's see. Yeah, you can probably hear it. And if you notice, uh, the side here is hot is is actually right there at the little uh, shortest little uh, slot there. So that is the hot side right there. So you know, um, it it can detect it can detect uh, power in the vicinity. It can do that. Now let's see. The only thing I, I've not been able to do, I can't make it do, and it's supposed to read, uh, it's supposed to read uh, microfarad from 10 nanofarad to 60 microfarad. 
I can't get it to read microfarad at all. I mean, it's just it just goes all over the place. So anyway, so there you go, guys. A twelve-dollar meter. Now I did notice. I did notice it's kind of awkward to hold uh, and and use. Uh, I did put a clip lead. I, I am actually makes it easier if I put a clip lead on the the negative side and you know connect it to whatever I want to measure. Uh, but it seems like it's kind of awkward to hold, and uh, you kind of want your hand down here around the bottom, and you're hitting these buttons and. Uh, uh, I noticed when I was trying to read something circuit, it was kind of hard to see exactly. Read, read the uh, read the display. The display has little indicators in it. Let's see. I guess they tell you what mode you're in. You can cycle through modes. Let me hit. Let me hit. Let me see if I can get the light on where you can see this. I can't. There. Yeah. Okay, let me turn the light off. That's probably the best. So, if you can, okay, here's auto. You can see there's little um, things changing. Like there's there's a diode symbol. That's your diode. Uh, there's a temperature. That's 25 degrees Celsius. There's 78 degrees uh, Fahrenheit, so it actually has a thermometer built in. But the uh, you can cycle it through different things, and little bitty uh, nomenclatures come up on the screen, but they're so small it's really hard to uh, uh, to read. So I don't know. I don't know. I think the jury is still out on this. It's uh, about 12 bucks, but you know it. Uh, it measured voltage and resistance about like my flu did. So, I don't know. What do you guys think? You want one? Well, I do. But, you know, think about this. Back in the day, all we had was analog. And, you know, you're yeah. not going to get that precise with an analog meter, including the Simpson 260s. Yeah. Well, and it runs on a uh, single little... Um, it runs on a single... Double uh, A battery is inside right there. I mean, I use those Harbor Freight ones all the time. I mean, yeah, every bit as good as my big fluke. Yeah, you well, got to watch those Duraleak batteries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's. Uh, I'm going to open up the uh, uh, room to uh, our Zoom viewers. Let's see if I can post that here. This thank is my time to sign off. So okay. I well, Katie, night. thank you for being with us tonight. See you next week for the big show. Yeah, you. it's going to be fun yeah. next week. And then we're yeah, so glad close. Glad to have you back. Yeah, then we're so close to uh, Huntsville. Yeah, I'll be if, on vacation during Huntsville. I see. If we keep talking, if we keep talking enough about Huntsville, and he's in Allen's on vacation, he may just decide to drive down in the company car. Yeah, I don't know, Jer Jersey Shore or Huntsville Hamfest. I don't know. Company car, <laughs> you know, even company. A debate? Oh, come on! You can go to the Jersey Shore anytime. Yeah. All right, I just posted the uh, Zoom link out there. Let's see if we can get a few people to join us here. So basically, the, the formal part of the show is over, and this is going to be kind of an informal part here. 
uh, for about the next uh, 45 minutes or so. Talk about anything you want to talk about. Uh, this is your chance to come on the show and uh, show us, show and tell, ask questions, yeah, or just be with us. So come on in here. So, uh, Alan, on vacation, are you just going to go take it easy somewhere? Yeah, we, uh, we, uh, we rent a uh, house down the Jersey Shore for, uh, for two weeks. And uh, so not this coming Saturday, but the Saturday after the 13th, uh, we'll be heading out and uh, just relax. It's only an hour and a half or so from where I live here, but uh, it's just nice to get away. Uh, the house is right on the water. Uh, we're actually on Long Beach Island, which is one of the barrier islands off of uh, the, uh, the east coast of New Jersey. North America 111 if you're an IOTA hunter. <laughs> so I'll be, uh, I'll be active uh, with uh, my, one of my uh, portable QRP rigs there and, and an NFED wire antenna. But the house is right on the water on the bay side, so it's kind of facing, the, uh, facing New Jersey, if you will, instead of facing the Atlantic. Uh -huh. But uh, there's about a mile or so, a mile and a half of water between uh, the island and the mainland. Uh, but it's just a great place to be. Sunsets, you know, right off of the uh, the front porch of the of the house. So, uh, and like I said, we usually do pretty good with the radio there because I've got the NFED wire kind of right up over salt water. So uh, it usually does pretty well. Yeah. Oh, we had a few people are joining. Let's see. All right. Uh, have I added everybody? Let's see. Let's see. I've, let's see. You haven't made us uh, moderators here, so but I haven't. I don't, well, I don't think so. Let me take uh, a look Let's look here. at this. I thought it always had stayed. Let me look. No, that doesn't hey, look like... Casey and I, there you are. here. Yeah, there you are. All right. I see, I see Jeff. I see Alan, WK0Q. Charlie. We got Charlie in here. We're going to admit Charlie. Oh, oh, I can admit them now, too. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, you got it now. Let's see. Yeah. Let me All make right. Glenn. Let's make Glenn a co-host. Yeah, we got Charlie from the Uruguay. <laughs> there he is. So yep. he got his boy there with him. All right. All righty. Who is that up there? International. International DX Zoom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's see. Let me see if I can put me on. Yeah, I'll get on that one right there. Right. There's uh, there's Big U, Little Me. How's that? <laughs> CX7BT. Where's ah, uh, oh, there your microphone's on the floor there, Charlie. Where'd it go? Here's my mic, right? Yeah. There <laughs> All right. Hello. There you go. Hey, who's Hello. that? Is that is that your son? My son, yes, Santiago. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> little mic shy. No, but we're listening on the on the on the speakers. Okay, there's a little mic shy there, huh? All right. Well, let me say, cómo está ustedes? No. We were building here the Yeah, my son. Yeah. What are you building? The microphone I think he's having trouble hearing us. Or <laughs> Look, I'm I'm building the box for the Nixie clock. Oh, oh okay. Nice. Very nice. Cool. I like that Nixie clock. I had one in here, and then the high, high voltage power supply blew out on me, so I got to redo it. <laughs> yeah, 
the wait I have something yeah but I think I have the, the let me see there okay yeah there's a lot of the Russian hello there sorry Dixie tubes coming out yeah. yeah I had the both the zoom and the and the let me see yeah there we go I had both the zoom and the do you li I can I listen Oh, no, no, I don't, I don't hear anything. No. But you're the only one talking there. But anyway, yeah, I like, yeah. I like oh, okay. the Nixie tube clock there. Yeah, remember the Nixie tube? Uh, we designed a, a box of, for the 3D printer. Nice. Which, of course, is Nixie's. And then we were wiring the, the buttons at the back. Nice. And, Very nice. Uh, I, I marked the, the, the polarity there, of course, for the... And we were building the box. So in a in a few minutes, I will have the the finished clock here. Beautiful. Yeah. Looks good. So let's see. Okay. I love, love the Nixie tubes. I, in fact, uh, my last—it's been a long time since I was out at Dayton, and uh, one of the last trips at Dayton, I picked up an old uh, HP Nixie tube counter. Oh man! Just to get the Nixie tubes. Oh, <laughs> so, I used to. I, the, the, I don't know if I like to look at those things or what. But that hey, back what in the fifties, sixties? That was a pretty popular counter, I guess, with the Nixie tubes in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, I've got man. an old leader uh, counter on my down the bench down there that's got Nixie tubes, and uh, I've got a Nixie tube clock here, but the high voltage power supply went on it, so I need to go fix that. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. What as, you, I, as I told you, I, I bought. Uh, ah, I've also recently bought in. Oh, what happened to the camera here? Uh, let me see. Let me turn off the camera because there. Sorry for that. Uh, I had. A, I bought a on eBay a Heathkit multimeter, digital multimeter based on Nixie tubes also, uh, just oh, for Nixie tubes. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Which is really cool because it's really fast. The digits. They are. They um, update really fast, so it's really nice to watch uh, to look at it. Very cool. Yeah. Let's see so, if Spencer uh, here. Hello, Spencer. Hello, John NJ4Z. <laughs> Hello, KV5 WQW Central Texas. All right. Hello, Central Texas. Another country heard from. Yeah. <laughs> Another country. <laughs> Like a whole other so, hey, how is it in Texas? We've had a cool front that kind of came through the last one or two days here. Is, it's is, been pretty warm. Well, actually, it has been a little bit chillier. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been looking for temperature necessarily, but uh, <clears throat> we had some rain yesterday and stuff. But yeah, it's, it's, it's been up like in 105 or higher probably here. Uh, uh, although the last couple of days it, it got cool and it felt really nice. We had a Chamber of Commerce day yesterday. It was uh, mid to upper 70s, no humidity, which for New Jersey is uh, you know a once a year type of a thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 80 here today in Crown Point, Indiana. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think we're going to get the warm again. I'm looking at the my outdoor temperature right now is 66, which is actually pretty cool. That's nice. Wow. Hey, let me. Uh, so who is it? That's uh, who am I looking at? KC uh, KC9. Hey, T E W. How you doing, yeah. Jeff? How hey. you doing, Jeff? 
I'm good. How about yourself? Man, I tell you, you have a beautiful shack. I like all your plaques and certificates you've got up there. Well, thank yeah. you very much. I took down about nine of them to make room for that picture kind of centered up in there. You know, you know, Jeff, I, I've, I've been a ham 58 years, and I never even got a worked all state certificate. I, I never went for certificates, DXCC or anything like that. I, I've got QSL cards probably from well, yeah, thousands of places. but ton of QSL cards, and uh, I like a few of the certificates to hang up to show my yeah. achievements. Sometimes I wonder, you know, did I just really it's miss out on ham radio by QSL not, by not doing that? And, uh, you know? I like a few of the certificates to hang up to show my yeah. achievements. Sometimes I wonder, you know, did I just really it's miss out on ham radio by not, by not doing that? Yeah. I like a few of the certificates to hang up to show my yeah. achievements. Sometimes I wonder, you know, did right. I just really miss somebody somebody has the uh, shows yeah. audio yeah. on. If you'll mute that, please. To hang up to show my yeah. achievements. Sometimes. Yeah, there we go. And I've got who we got uh, uh, NI four Z. You you popped up here. You, your picture looks different than everybody else's. Was I don't know how how you did that. You 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 popped up here. You, your picture looks different than everybody else's. Was oh, it NJ four Z. Yeah, um, I'm running uh, OBS with. Uh, oh, okay, okay, Studio. okay. You, your picture looks different than you got OBS there. Oh, somebody, it, it, somebody it, has yeah. somebody has um, the webcast running. audio running. So please uh, turn that down or mute that. I don't I don't know who has got it, but yeah, I can hear it in the background as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, OBS. Uh, we've used OBS before, and I, yeah, and that hey, that lets you do all kinds of things there. Looks yeah, good. I live stream our one of our nets every Monday night. I call the local net here at eight thirty, so I use yeah. it to do that and and uh, use it to, to produce some YouTube video content for the club and for myself. So, how do you like that Heil mic? Is that a PR forty? No, PR seven eighty one. Okay, I just ordered a PR forty. It'll be here in a few days for my. Uh, Believe it or not, just for my computer stuff. <laughs> it's yeah, a little crazy. Well, here's I've, a I've, here's a PR forty right here. Yeah, it's the same one I got, the Chrome one. And 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 I'm not using it right now. <laughs> I'm not using it. Let me show you. Let me show you why I'm not using it for the webcast. Let me show you. Let me turn off my lapel mic and I'll show you here. All right. First of all, okay. Uh, I guess you can hear me, right? Yeah. All right. So I'm on the uh, I'm on the PR forty. I'm on the PR40. Everything's sounding really good, right? All right, but if I uh, if I look over here and I look at this PC over here, you're probably not hearing me anymore. Very directional. If I, if I, if I turn over here, yes, exactly, and that's what I like about it. I've got to talk right into it. So because of that, I use this uh, I use this lapel mic, and that way I can go anywhere, and audio stays about the same. But hey, it's a nice mic. Well, I splurged. Yeah, and uh, the I had to buy a uh, a gain amplifier for it, which I'm running on the present mic I have right now, which is a real cheapy one. But I'm looking forward to the PR40 because it will yeah. look really cool in my shack. <laughs> oh yeah, you won't be disappointed with it either. It's a great mic. Yeah, Thanks. it is. It really is. Anything Heil makes is good. Yep, I got uh, PSE3s on for my headset that I'm wearing now, and I run sixes and sevens when I'm contesting. So. Um, I'm not I'm stuff. not real familiar with this mic, but if you guys saw it earlier, I talked about this uh, this uh, Deco mic of, uh, that Bob has, a spin mic. I don't know if anybody's ever used one of these, but uh, I'm sure it sounds just as good. 
Oh, absolutely. That's just a cool looking mic for to send on a mic stand on your desk for your radios. Oh um, yeah. I run pile for my uh, uh, my iCom rigs, and then I use uh, the Yezu MD1 for my FT2000D. And that microphone's got the oscilloscope in it. I really went nuts when I bought that oh, one. Oh, wow. It is good. Yeah. I guess I'm stuck in the past. I'm running a, a modified D104 on my HF rig. So. Oh, <laughs> man. Well, I just picked up a bunch of mics from a, a state sale, so I've got to go through them. There's uh, some old Shures in there, and yeah. uh, there's a couple of really old Hiles in there, first-gen first Hiles. So uh, I've got a buddy who's going to test them out for me, make sure they're all good. Nice, nice. Yeah, let's see. I changed my background. You can see uh, I got the the D104 over my shoulder there, and then the the old Turner Plus Two. So the D104 is on the 870, and then the Plus Two is on the 830. Now that that Turner Plus Two, it's got a preamp in it, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, and my the the uh, D104 does now too. Yeah. But uh, but the one in the D104 is my own design, um, and I got a little bit of uh, equalization in there, so it doesn't sound like a D104 anymore. Uh. Uh, Doug J says the fin lights up. I didn't know it lit up. Yeah, it does. Yes, it does. Oh, that's cool. Blue and red. I think they have two versions. That is, uh, that's cool. I might have to hook it up and play with it. <laughs> you got to pre-test it to make sure it's a good Yeah, gift. yeah. Man, I, hey, your, your shack looks so nice here with that blue background. Oh, thanks, Tom. Yeah, it looks really we good. just sent Katie a bunch of new pictures. Because it has changed since this picture, mm -hmm. um, I should update that and change it so it's the current. I got I splurged again and I bought an LP seven hundred station monitor. Oh, I love that thing! Yeah, I don't and get it. A right? couple other new changes. Yeah. Well, anybody uh, anybody here going with us uh, to to uh, Huntsville? Uh, anybody here on Zoom going? God, I wish. Mm. Now, where where are you located? I'm in Crown Point, Indiana. Oh, that's not that far. Well, you know, you could. I know, but other commitments, and my wife yeah. doesn't really want to go, so. Well, yeah. You know how that goes. Yeah, I understand. I understand. Well, just slip out when she's not looking. Just... <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. Won't be, won't be allowed back in. Yeah. That's probably Change right. the locks. <laughs> and I don't want to make that chance. I got a good wife, a good home, and good family. I just want to keep it that way. Yep, yep. Do that. Find all of your equipment on Craigslist. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Report what you sure. paid for it. Yeah. No. <laughs> Yeah, she'd probably she'd probably uh, she'd probably sell it like he said he she'd probably sell it for what you told her you paid for it. Yeah, oh boy. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Yeah, I wish I was going to, uh, to Huntsville, but nah, it's not in the cards. I got too much going on. Uh, we're gearing up for our ham fest October second for the local club here so it's just a half day or a three-quarter day ham fest it's not a very big one we get three to four hundred people yeah but uh, now you know, have you uh had, have you been going to a hamcom any hamcom isn't that, isn't that one out of uh i don't know plano or dallas or? About the plano ham fest was that the plano ham fest you know, they, they've decided to not have it anymore. Uh, that yep. was always advertised as a nice ham fest. Yeah, I heard it was really nice, but I'd never been. I, I'm yeah. fairly new to uh, Amradio. I've only been in it for 
five years now. So okay. I've made it to Dayton. I've made it to Amcation in Florida. Uh-huh. Uh, been to Shelby a few times, and so, and some local ham fest, but that's it. Well, you gotta really want and be dedicated to go to some of these ham fests because they can get very expensive uh, with the cost of hotels and so forth. Uh, uh, you know, you could you could easily buy you a nice big uh, amplifier for what money you would dish out just going to ham, you know, one of the uh, ham fests like like Dayton. Plus uh, what you spend. Yeah, it could yeah. be expensive yeah. when you come back home bringing the stuff in the house and trying to explain yep. it. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. why you come home late at night. <laughs> yeah. 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 The key is you come home late and you walk in the house backwards because that way if you get caught, you just stop and that's right. turn around and go back out. Just pretend you're carrying it out. That's right. House. Pretend you're carrying it out. Uh-huh. <laughs> I got to remember that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, next year is going to be the Traveling Ham Fest where uh, I, I bought an RV back in December. Uh, so we're towing the camper to uh, Dayton and to Hamcation next year. Nice. And uh, we might do Huntsville next year as well. So we'll see. I want to do a couple of the big ones here in the state. you got to do Huntsville. Huntsville yeah. is just awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's not in the cards this year, but we can do it next year maybe. If well, we were, uh, man, our last one was uh, uh, was uh, Orlando. And, uh, man, yeah. we were down there right when the COVID hit. In fact, we left uh, we left uh, the ham fest and went on a cruise, and we came back in dock. Uh, everybody was sick. Oh, uh, boy. We were lucky. We were lucky we, we got back in the country, I guess. You know. That was funny because that was my first ham fest after the surgery. Yep. And uh, ran into Tom and the, and the line at the airport to get on the plane. We were on the same flight going down. Yeah, you know, and we had some fun times there. Our luggage didn't quite make it. Our luggage went with all the, what was it? It was a cheerleader squad, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, the, the cheerleader <laughs> uh, competition. The cheerleader competition was going down here with about 8,000 cheerleaders on our airplane. And they were at a different hotel. And uh, they took all the luggage to the cheerleaders. Yeah, we had to wait for like two hours, three hours for our luggage. Oh, man. That's, That's too bad you get there. You didn't get their luggage. That way you could have yeah. gone to the yeah. ham fest in a short skirt and a yeah, tight sweater. Well, yeah, not yeah. want to see me do that, okay? Yeah. That's just, that's not going to happen. No. Yeah. <laughs> Even I have nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that was a fun ham fest. That was, I hadn't been to that ham fest probably in about 35 years. And uh, that was fun. It's a good one. Yeah, I think I like it a little better than Dayton. Of course, I didn't get to go when it was the O'Hare Arena, so um, I heard you that know, was a you know, O'Hare Arena, O'Hare Arena, and let's see, we, uh, I, I had, I had gone to uh, uh, Dayton. I think it was our thirty-eighth straight year, and uh, we really loved the O'Hare Arena. But everybody was complaining about it. You know, the ceiling tiles are falling in and the sewers are exploding and backing up. And uh, it was just terrible, you know, all the time. But well, I always enjoyed going to Hera. What, what about you, Glenn? Did, what did you think about Hera? Well, 2011, when I wrote my first book, was actually the first time I had ever been to Dayton. Oh, really? And Hera's one of those, you either love it or you hate it. Yeah. Uh, it was it was different to me, you know. I'd always heard about it. It was the mecca of ham fests. Yeah, and uh, 
my hardest problem was learning how to get around in that place. Yeah, you know, same thing here. We for 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 twenty five years, we always had an outside flea market space, and then they moved us in, and we started webcasting from inside. But when we were outside, oh, I didn't get inside that much. And it was like a maze, like you're talking about. Yeah, what built, how do you know where you're going in here? You know, you're going down halls and different doors and different rooms. And, and, and it was like, it was like a nightmare to even try to visualize where somebody might be. But, you know, after we moved inside and we walked around a couple of times, it was pretty simple, actually. And then you learn that the areas are color coded with the, the yeah, drapes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize that until my second trip. Now, now, had the sewer outside exploded after you got there, or was that before? No, I missed that year. I, you missed it? Yeah, I missed that one. I well, that, that was, was cool. That was I cool. Uh, uh, the the sewers used to always back up, and uh, uh, the sewer pipe ran outside under the flea market, and uh, it actually, the sewer pipe actually blew up in the flea market space. And it made some people mad because <laughs> they had to move and they put the hazardous tape around the spot there. because Their, their booths were not, uh, well, what do you say? They, they weren't inhabitable for a while. <laughs> but, mm. No, I, I liked Hera uh, mainly for the nostalgia and, you know, the history that it had. Yeah. But personally, I really like the the Xenia fairgrounds. Um, I, I just, you know, we stay at a bed and breakfast there uh, in downtown Xenia, and it's just a hop, skip, and a jump, jump to one of the bus pickup points. Yeah. And yeah. so we generally, you know, stay at the bed and breakfast there and just take a two-minute drive over to one of the bus pickup points and ride the bus over and back. So it, I, I like the Xenia. What is it? The Green County Fairgrounds. Green yeah. County, yep. I, I love that. Now, Orlando, this was my first time in Orlando since they moved it to the fairgrounds. I mean, last time I went was like 1977, 79, thereabouts. And it was probably a different group putting it on. But uh, that I, Orlando impressed the heck out of me. I loved it. Of course, Huntsville... I've been going to Huntsville since like 1984, and uh, it I've always, the Von Braun Center. You just can't beat it on a hot summer day, sitting inside that air conditioning, staying at the Embassy Suite. So you just have to walk across that little bridge into the the, the show hall there. You know how much better can it get? You know there was always something fun going on at 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 Hera. Uh, one year, you know, it, I, well, you didn't, you, you didn't go that many years, so you probably didn't notice this, but uh, they used to put the little uh, Johnny on the spots, the outhouses, inside the fence. They, they used yeah. to be inside the fence. And uh, uh, and then lately, the last few years, if you had to go to the John, you had to go outside the fence, and you better hold on your ticket or you don't get back in because they had some mean guards at those gates but uh, they moved it they moved them out but i think the reason they moved them out right there at the back door of uh, hara uh they used to have a big hot dog stand and food vendors right there yeah and uh they had a johnny on the spot next to it that turned over right there by the hot dog stand <laughs> no i'll pass 
So I think the next year, that's when they started moving them out back, you know, out, outside, you know. Well, I got to say, the food at the Green County Fairgrounds is just phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, it, it was, it and, was and definitely better. The food was, you know, not the best in the world, but the fairgrounds, it is just, you know, there's too much of a choice of anything. Well, well, anytime you get the Russo sausage, it's always good. Yeah. yeah, somebody somebody raised their hand a minute ago. You don't have I, don't, I forget who that was. You don't have to raise your hand. Just jump in here. <laughs> who was it? Yeah. Um, no, I just want to say that uh, our ham expo is uh, October second. We get to go to it again. We just we canceled all of them last year. So in Belton, Texas, Belton Ham Fest October second, and that's a, that's usually a good one. We'll see how how good it is after we come back from being gone for a while. That's yeah. our that's yeah. our date too is October second here in Rock Hill, South Carolina. So wow. good luck with yours. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. I we missed we missed for the first time in sixty eight years. Uh this will be our sixty ninth. Last year would have been the sixty ninth, but that was the first time we had to cancel. Mm-hmm. Wow. I have got a whole bedroom full of equipment to sell and I've got no ham fest to go that i can get to because huntsville i don't i don't have time to sit at a table i'm too busy shopping so i'll bring it bring it to rock hill we'll find a place I'm for gonna you have to make me some ham fest trips where are you located at glenn i'm in memphis tennessee ah, it's just a short drive across tennessee and a little bit of north carolina Come yeah about 10 yeah. hours yeah oh, i i drove to dalton georgia yeah two years ago i guess uh, yeah, it was the like the January before uh, 2019, just before COVID hit. Uh, went to the Dalton Ham Fest and did an Arduino presentation out there. One of our local club members is retired in that area. Cool. Yeah, Shelby will be uh, Labor Day weekend. That's uh, Shelby, North Carolina. That's probably the biggest North Carolina Ham Fest. Uh, Raleigh's catching them pretty quickly, but uh, Shelby's been around what 64, 65 years. Yeah. And uh, they uh, theirs is always that uh, Labor Day weekend. It's the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So we'll go to that one. But that one's close enough. It's about forty five minute drive from here. So uh, we're just outside of Charlotte. So it's not the it's not a one I'm going to pull the camper up for. Yeah. No, I, I plan to now. You know, I had to change jobs again, or I am changing jobs again. So I have to start time off over again. Hmm. So. It'll be a little while before oh, no. I can have some long weekends. You I'm going to have to jump out of here, everyone. I got a okay. text from uh, the XYL that the dog is sitting by the back door with their legs crossed, so I need to go uh, go walk her. All right. Take All care, right, Alan. Alan. Thanks, man. See we'll see you. See you next week. Bye, Alan. See you next week. See you, Alan. Bye-bye. Yeah, I know I just started there, but uh, I got made an offer I couldn't refuse to come back to the company that I used to be with. Oh, wow. Okay. Not, not the same job i'm with a different uh customer but it's the same contracting agency that i was with for 18 years cool so yeah i mean how could i turn that down only you know what's best for you you know well when they they brought another wheelbarrow of money up and said will you come back please (laughs) more ham gear (laughs) yeah Mm. more ham gear i'm gonna I'm gonna say 73 and good evening. Yeah. I got to get up at 5:15 in the morning here, and oh, it's wow. almost 11. So, oh man, yeah. I'm not far behind you. I get up at yeah. five, but that's Central time. 
Yeah. Thanks, guys. All good, right, man. Good to we'll see everybody you. this evening. Seven All right. Bye. We'll see you. Good night. Seven threes, Charlie. All right. No, we're dropping like flies. Yeah, we are. We are. Fast. You know, no, I, there's I, such a shortage of electronic talent out there, network talent, that these people are fighting over good applicants. Yeah, yeah. Well, so. it's hard to find anybody for any kind of job right now. Yeah. Yep. It's just, uh, it's just unbelievable. Um, hey, Tom, I got a bow out. I'll talk okay. to you. Okay. Seven threes for sure. All right, Jeff. Uh, Seven three. See you later. Okay. You know, uh, I used to uh, at, at Dayton. I, I used to like. I never was much for the new, the inside stuff, the vendors, you know, the new vendors. I always liked looking at the old stuff, I, you know, and find some old piece of junk that had a nice gold, you know, silver-plated uh, tank coil in it or some capacitors or something that I could rip out. And uh, was, I always looked for junk like that because uh, I was a home brewer. And, uh, I mean, that's you can get some expensive parts out there for nothing, you know. Yeah, I mean, I had to see everything. I had to go by every flea market table and everything because, like you said, you never know what you're going to find. And there's only one table with that one particular item on it. And, you know. need until you see it sometimes. And you know what? And next year it'll be on somebody else's table. And then next year the next. I mean, that that stuff just keeps getting recycled out there. (laughs) Man. But, uh. Oh, I mean, I'd go up there with a shopping list, and I'd come back home with ten times what was on the list. Yeah, I'm looking for a picture. Y'all go ahead and talk here. Uh, I was going to find a Dayton picture here. Who's left? <laughs> yeah, who is left? Yeah. Oh, we got, well, we got Charlie and Charlie and Spencer and Glenn and me. Teresa and Alan. Oh, they're still in. Okay, I I didn't scroll down enough to. Uh, yeah. To see Teresa's that. just being quiet though. I think she's using us as a sleeping aid. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. It's just been a very very long day. Oh, tell me about it. I was up at two a.m. this morning. Uh, I'll find you on Facebook and fill you in later. It's. <laughs> No, I had to, we had a big network change this morning, so I actually had to wake up at two and be there at four. Yeah. Well, that's. Well, I can't find a picture. I I had a picture of uh, fifty years. We were out in the flea market, freezing, freezing to death, man. And, I remember uh, the the year. I think yeah. it was uh, what was it twenty eighteen or something like that. It was cold. It was sleeting out there one one day. Yeah. So here's what a ham station looks like back in about 1964, right there. Let me see if I can. All of my pictures of my ham station are on slides in my dad's basement somewhere. Yeah. You know, I, and I don't have many pictures either. I, they just We didn't take that many pictures. No. It's too handy nowadays. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, and we have so many pictures now, I'm afraid we're going to lose them all. They're all on a hard drive somewhere or, you know. 
And we've got so many. How do you even know what you've got when you start wanting to look for something? Sometimes I'll be looking for one on my phone, and I keep, I keep looking. I know it's here somewhere, and I keep looking, 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 and it yeah. takes a long time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then I always I get distracted, and then I have to show off the cat pictures, and you know how that is. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and then it's, oh, look, here's the new book cover. <laughs> yeah, but they're cat pictures. Who can resist cat pictures? Oh, I, I, well, see, especially when you show them, because you always have to have the glamour shots. <laughs> you know, so the, these two have, the, you know, I never get pictures of myself, but, you know, pay $100 a session for these guys to have their, their show shots. But that's all part of it. Every time I show off Godzilla, though, people are like, that cat's bigger than you. <laughs> but they they vanish somewhere. The, so you're saying I can ask too, this cat huh? any question? The cat um, is connected to the yeah, computer. I, I think Shetland told me the question. It would be this way. No, I mean, like I say, for me, Hera, you know, you had the four days in May there with the QRP RT Club doing You're the man. four days of seminars. I've been looking stuff, for this for that weeks. That was always fun. Because uh, I think generally those were like, what was it, uh, Wednesday and Thursday, and then Friday we did the ham fest. So that was all, you know, turned it whole into a four-day affair, and that was a lot of fun because now when I go up, it's only like, what, the the two or three days and it seems like it's over before it starts it just goes by way too fast <clears throat> alright if, you, if you're listening out there on shorewave WBCQ send us an email to tom at w5kub.com tell us where you are you're listening to Amateur Radio Roundtable, a show about ham radio. All right, we got just a few more minutes here before sign off. We're going to be at um, the new Ham Fest, the East Tennessee. East Tennessee Ham Fest. September twenty fifth. September twenty fifth. Yeah. That'd be over in uh, near in Sevierville, near um, what's over there? Sevierville Pigeon and Forge. Valley, Valley uh, yeah, Forge, uh, Pigeon Forge. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Tentech. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got us. Uh, we're gonna do a little. We're gonna do a presentation over there, and if the weather's good, we're gonna launch a balloon farm. They wanted to launch a balloon, so we're gonna. We're going to put one in the air and uh, see if we can keep it in the air for a while. That's a beautiful part of Tennessee, though. Yeah, you got. I think you got Dollywood over there, too, don't you? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You got Gatlinburg just and, a few miles. And our, our home is not too far, about two hours from there, over in the mountains there in North Carolina, <laughs> well, western North Carolina. So. Uh, when we finish up the ham fest on that Saturday, uh, we're just going to jump in the car and head on over to uh, North Carolina, probably for about the week. Looks like Charlie's got his Nixie tubes fired up. Does he? 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's in the box now. Oh, look at there. Yeah. There, there I go. Let me see if I can focus them better. Gee, this very cool. I love Mixies. Yeah, I do too. You notice how that five, that two looked like a five upside down? Yeah, I hate that in these tubes. I don't know why they 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 use the two as a five. Yeah. I don't know why because it's well, yeah, it's for the price maybe. I don't but know. these are, I don't know. It still looks good. It looks you did yeah. good. You did real good. Really good. Really good. And I have the screen here. Yeah. And the computer. Um, yes, that I was uh, listening about the the problem every everybody has with the digital uh, photos in the computer. Mm -hmm. And what I find really really useful is uh, uh, finding them by place by the geolocalization the photo has. So I, I say, well, what about the images, I, uh, pictures I took, uh, let's say, in that trip, and I go to the place and the pictures uh, yeah. come up, right? So, well, so that's one way to do it. You know, my, my wife says, you have to be pictures. You need to put them in folders. Well, I've got like 8 million pictures, and they're all of something different, so I need 8 million folders. Now, that's not going to help me a whole lot, but... No, it's a big problem. The, it's yeah. a big problem, because... Uh, um, um, Old pictures, uh, not di non-digital pictures. They, you don't look at them because they are in 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 stored somewhere in a in a in a yeah. drawer, right? But digital pictures, you never look at them because there are too many <laughs> in some place. Yep. There. Exactly. So it's, it's always a problem. I I've uh, I've I known a. It's, it wasn't professional, but it was. She studied uh, photography with a uh, with a professional guy. In, she, she went to study to 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 Sao Paulo, to Brazil, mm -hmm. and made a course there of photography. And when she came back, uh, she took some. She was taking some pictures, and I, I saw her uh, when when she took the memory card from the camera and she she put it in the computer. The first thing she do was uh, to delete all the pictures that she didn't like. And she stayed with, like, say, 20, 20 images. Instead of 200, just 20. So she said, because the other 200 yeah. will, are making noise on the... Yeah, yeah, well... On the, uh, that's true. You never find the, the picture. That's yeah, true. when I'm putting together a book, that's generally what I'll do, because I'll take dozens of pictures, and I'll only get one or two that I like, and I'll just delete the others. It's the only way, or have a clever software like I like. I mean, it came with a computer, but uh, this uh, the, so, the photo software that came with the Mac that sorts out by place or by date uh, automatically, and and by also by face by by people. So mm. so you can have these mm -hmm. like moments when when it automatically selects uh, with the same people and. But it's always difficult to find the, the photo you want. <laughs> but I don't know. All right, now, on my couple of terabyte hard drive that I've got a bunch of my photos on, um, 
I've got all my photos saved by year and then by month, then by location. So if I want to find my pictures that I took at Lake Mineral Wells State Park, I just do a search on the deal for uh, LMS, no, LMWSP, and it pulls up all the different folders that were from Lake Mineral Wells State Park. And I can go through those and go, oh, there's my picture of the two deer that are snuggling here. <laughs> I generally do mine by subject, and I can generally find what I need, and then subfolders under there. I will post some pictures on Facebook, and then later I'll, I'll want to use those pictures again. I can't find them. So I'll go to Facebook, and I'll download the pictures again. Yeah, and, so and, now you got two copies. Now I got two copies of them, yeah. And then you'll do it again and again. It's kind of yeah. like you know multiplying rats. Yeah. All right. Hey, I want to thank everybody for uh, listening tonight. You're listening to uh, Amateur Radio Roundtable, a show about ham radio. And uh, the last half here, we've just been talking about different things. And uh, we invite you to join us again next week if you're listening on shortwave. Uh, you can tune in on 7490 on Thursdays between. Uh, 4 and 6 p.m. Thursdays on 7490 and hear this show. Or if you've got internet, you can join us uh, on Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Just go to youtube.com slash W5KUB. So we'll say good night to everybody out there and thank you. Send us an email if you're listening. Send an email to Tom at W5KUB.com and we'll see you next week. Night night. Send to you, everybody. Night. All right, guys. Well, I think that's, uh, that's about the end of the show here. I'm getting hungry, and uh, I think I'm going to get me some popcorn or something. Well, Tom, do me a favor and tell Kathy I said hello. Okay, well, I'll do that. We'll sure do it. Good to see you on here. I like that picture in the background. Thank you. That's uh, one of mine. Yeah. Looks nice. Is that a poodle, or what was that back there? It's uh, clouds. Looks like a poodle. Looks like a, it looks like two poodles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but cats and dogs. Yeah. And the only thing I noticed was the water. Yeah. Uh, All that right. That was at the uh, Houston Yacht Basin a couple of years yeah. ago. All right. Good night, folks. We're going to turn everything off. Save me through to everybody. Okay. Right. We'll Bye. see you. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.